This is a podcast from the South China Morning Post. Hi, can I please get two of the egg tarts with the pastry? The, and then two egg tarts with the biscuit base? Thank you, bye bye. Yeah. Which one would you like? Half, please. Half one? Thank you. Alright. So, what do you love about egg tarts? Oh, I've always loved egg tarts. Um, it's always just been like the total perfect finisher for a yum cha lunch mm-hmm. um, when you go out for dim sum. And um, I just love their eggy custody. Hong Kong is known for having some of the best food in the world, from succulent barbecue pork to delicious dim sum and steamed fish. But in the world of Cantonese desserts, there is one item that stands head and shoulders above the rest. Hong Kong egg tart for the win. It's the Hong Kong tradition, so that's why we like it. Yeah, we grew up eating this um, as like a dessert or like a tea time treat. Just like Western, you have um, afternoon tea cake, but this, this is uh, Chinese style. These warm, bite-sized treats are the perfect marriage of the flaky or biscuity outer crust and a smooth, eggy custard filling. Nice silky custard, a little bit warm, um, like a bit glazed on top. The smoothness, the sweetness, uh, and uh, I just like I, I just like the cloaky flavor, I guess. This is literally the first egg tart I've ever had in my life, and I think this is probably Julie's like four millionth. Or... Yeah, I love egg tarts. <laughs> it's like the sweet and the savory mixed together. It's just very like nostalgic for me. Eaten at dim sum or bought as takeaway from bakeries, egg tarts are beloved in Hong Kong and in southern China. While this golden treat is a staple dessert, they aren't exactly native to this region. There are many types of custard tarts around the world whose centuries-old histories have been clearly documented. But when it comes to the Cantonese egg tart, even its loyal fans can't be sure where it came from. And we want to change that. Today on Eat Drink Asia, we step back in time to uncover the roots of this delectable dessert. Our first stop, medieval England. The first written record of a custard tart I have is from the two 15th century cookbooks, which are dated to about 1450. Next up, we follow the tarts to southern China to find out how local chefs took the British custard tart and made it their own. Cantonese chefs would help out in the kitchen and they saw how to make British custard tarts and then they tried to make their own versions with their dim sum pastry skills. And finally in Hong Kong, we learned how to make the all-important Cantonese egg tarts. So I use my thumb yeah. to press the dough into yeah. the, all the grooves of the mold. Yeah. All right. And you should have a beautiful pattern afterwards, but I can't see that on mine. <laughs> I'm Bernice Chan. And I'm Alkira Reinfrank. And this is Eat Drink Asia, where in each episode we deep dive into an Asian food or drink that's gone global. Stay with us. So, Bernice, you've grown up eating this super Hong Kong dessert. What are you looking for in an egg tart? I like the balance between the silky, smooth custard in the middle and the flaky crust on the outside. What about you? 100% wibbly wobbly custard, 
and flaky crust. And it has to be warm too. Oh, 100% has to be warm. But for people who aren't familiar with the Cantonese egg tart, they're basically a pastry dessert which is served at the end of dim sum. And trust me, no dim sum meal is finished without them. You can also find them in Chinatown bakeries around the world. In English, they're known simply as egg tarts, but in Cantonese, they are called dan tart, which comes from the Cantonese word for egg and the English word for tart. While Hong Kongers are super proud of their dan tart, we're not the only region in the world that claims to have the best version of an eggy custard tart. The UK has its silky custard tart served at afternoon tea with a short crust casing and sprinkling of nutmeg. The Portuguese have their pastel de nata, which has a buttery flaky base, a sweet custard filling and a distinct brulee top. And even Macau has its own version, which is a hybrid of the two. Unlike the European custard tarts, however, the history of the Hong Kong egg tart is not as well known. Some people just assume the Cantonese egg tart has ties to the Portuguese one because of the similarities of the flaky crust, but actually, with egg tarts, if you look back at its history, the origins are from England. That's dim sum chef Chan Chun Hung, who's the head instructor for Cantonese cuisine at the Chinese Culinary Institute in Hong Kong. Originally, it was a Western dessert. The crust wasn't flaky, and they used eggs with custard powder, sugar, and milk to make the filling. So to fully understand the history of the Cantonese egg tart, get your cup of tea ready, because first we're going to be deep diving into the origins of the British custard tart. It's a taste sensation that we really enjoy. This is Mark Meltonville, a food historian who looks at how Europeans have dined for the last 1,000 years. And I think the reason that we like uh, a custard tart so much is that combination of crunchy pastry followed by a slightly sort of melt-in-the-mouth sweet, sweet filling. Mark says the British obsession with custard tarts goes back a long way, and I'm talking all the way back to the medieval times. People often associate England's earliest custard tarts with King Henry VIII. While he and his court were known to enjoy a type of tart called the Maids of Honour, Mark says the earliest recipe for a British custard tart with a short crust pastry was actually written down 40 years before King Henry was even born. The earliest date we have for a custard tart in uh, England is around 1450 in our medieval cookbook. But these books were written for the rich and the royal. That doesn't mean ordinary people were cooking these much earlier. The earliest one I have is from a book called Two 15th Century Cookbooks. It is the second oldest cookery book written in the English language. There's only one that so far predates it. And the, uh, the, the custard recipe in there is quite recognizable. Except for a few key ingredients. They contain the cream and eggs that we expect, along with sugar, but also they have parsley, dates, prunes, and bone marrow in there. Bone marrow? What is bone marrow doing in there? Yeah, it sounds super weird, I know, but Mark says that bone marrow was actually used to add creaminess to the custard tart, and the fruit was added for sweetness, because the recipe only calls for a sprinkling of sugar on top. 
You have to remember, sugar in the 15th century was extremely hard to come by because it had to be shipped in from Persia. So any recipe with sugar, even one that just had a sprinkling, was super luxurious, meaning the original custard tart was probably made for royalty. I still can't imagine putting bone marrow in a tart. Have you tasted it before? Yes, oh yes, yeah, I've made that one quite a few times. It's a real uh, one that sort of messes with people. You're going, here, this is a custard tart, but it's got parsley as well as sugar, and it's got dates and bone marrow. Tell me what you think. If you don't notice the little flecks of green in the custard, which is the parsley leaves, uh, you wouldn't really notice them. Uh, the custard tart, was the, the, the outside was crisp, the custard is light, and it's sweet from the fruit at the bottom. You, you wouldn't find it odd at all. It's just the way it's laid out is a little bit unusual to, certainly, English taste to go mixing custard with a, a, a meat product. <laughs> Surprisingly, it only takes chefs 200 years to refine the recipe to what we would now consider a modern-day custard tart, including nutmeg, sugar, and I promise no bone marrow. By the time you get to the 17th century, so only, only two, 200 years on, there's quite a move in England. Um, we, we go through something called the mini ice age. Things get a bit cold. Um, people have to wear more clothes and the dishes in the recipe books become a lot more uh, put your hands around a warm pot, keep yourself warm style, comforting foods. The custard tart seems to establish itself then as something that is a sweet dish with um, cream, eggs, milk, sugar. Skipping forward to the 19th century, this is when custard tarts became part of England's burgeoning afternoon tea culture. It becomes so intertwined with the British food psyche that when Brits sailed to foreign lands, so too did the recipe for custard tarts. That makes it very much uh, a comforting flavour of your youth. Yeah. So if you're hundreds of miles from where you started off, that flavour will, will really uh, bring, your, bring your good memories back. Now that brings us to how the custard tart arrived in southern China. In the 1920s, it's said that the British introduced custard tarts to the southern city of Canton, which is now known as Guangzhou. Situated on the Pearl River, Canton was an important international trading port since the 1700s, and it was also just across the border from Hong Kong. Canton was quite international at the time, so there were many foreigners there doing business. This is Chef Chan again. Those wealthy foreign businessmen didn't eat Chinese food often, maybe once in a while, but they preferred to eat Western food while living in Canton. So when British traders and officials moved to China, they would bring their chefs with them, who would make the beloved custard tarts as a taste of home. Cantonese chefs would help out in the kitchen, and they saw how to make British custard tarts. I'm guessing their English wasn't very good, but the chefs watched how the tarts were made, and then they tried to make their own versions with their dim sum pastry skills. Over time, the Cantonese chefs adapted the British egg tart recipe. They ditched the short crust pastry used in the British tarts and instead used a flaky pastry that was commonly made for dim sum dishes like barbecue pork puffs. 
They also didn't have access to the imported custard powder that was used in the traditional British tarts. They used eggs, sugar and milk, as custard powder was very expensive because it came from England. Instead of just being something wealthy foreigners ate, this new type of egg tart soon became available for the masses. Originally, the Cantonese egg tarts were oval-shaped, but that all changed in the 1930s with round, flower-shaped molds. When they used that mold, the egg tarts looked much prettier. It was more sophisticated and raised the bar. But how did the tarts become so closely linked to Hong Kong? It wasn't until after World War II when Cantonese egg tarts started appearing in Hong Kong. After the war, lots of wealthy Cantonese people moved to Hong Kong. They brought their chefs with them, and as a result, they brought the method of making this new style of egg tart to the city. So in Hong Kong, they made these egg tarts, and that helped develop the city's food culture, which wasn't very high at the time. It's because of these Cantonese chefs, and some Shanghainese chefs who came to Hong Kong, that the city's culinary sophistication developed in a short period of time. Some of the chefs struck out on their own, opening bakeries and cafes, selling these egg tarts. Hong Kong was a British colony at the time, and it was considered a stable place to do business, so they prospered. These sweet treats became so popular that bakeries, hotels, cafes and dim sum restaurants started selling this new egg tart. The city is still home to some of these original egg tart bakeries, such as Tai Chong Bakery, which opened in the 1950s and to this day can draw a queue of hungry customers. Sometimes you walk past a cake shop or bakery and you smell it and think, egg tarts. Then you think, should I get one? Okay, I'll get in line and buy one. Just like how the British brought the custard tart to China, dim sum chefs who left Hong Kong to move abroad also took their egg tart recipe. So that's why no dim sum meal is complete without Cantonese egg tarts, no matter where you are in the world. These days, there are two types of Cantonese egg tarts. The original with the flaky pastry, most commonly found in dim sum restaurants, and the second is the cookie or short crust base. In our parents' generation, a lot of cafes started selling cookie crust egg tarts because they were fast and easy to make. So would you like a flaky egg tart, like that's the crust, or a biscuit egg tart base? Which one is better? Can I get the biscuit one? I want, no, wait, I want the biscuit one. Why? No. <laughs> Why did you choose the, the biscuit base over the flaky base? Well, frankly, it's just because it's less messy. Logistical. <laughs> I have to say flaky. It's a bit more nostalgic for me. Oh, I prefer the cookie crust. But I think the traditional one is actually the flaky pastry. The cookie crust isn't as delicious. I prefer the flaky crust one. This is Chef Chan again in Hong Kong. I like the traditional flaky pastry made with pork lard because when it's baked, it has this flavor unlike any other pastry. Chan actually started working in Hong Kong dim sum restaurants in the 1970s 
when he was just 14 years old to help support his family. And for the last 20 years, he's been teaching budding chefs how to cook Cantonese cuisine at the Vocational Training Council's Chinese Culinary Institute. A lover of the flaky crust, Chan showed Alkira and I how to make a traditional egg tart in the kitchen of the institute. Let's make egg tarts. <laughs> First up, we make the all-important pastry dough. Each chef has their own method. There's actually two types of doughs which go into the pastry. The first is made with pork lard, flour and butter, which help to make the product flaky. And the second one has egg, flour and water, which helps make it elastic. This is the traditional process of making it by hand, but these days, they are made using machines. It's a two-day process to make the doughs, as they need to rest overnight in the fridge before being folded on top of each other. So it's, this one has been uh, set overnight, so it's a bit um, tougher right now because it's been in the fridge, so they're going to work it again to make it loose again. Just like making a croissant, he rolls out the dough, folds it and repeats until he gets 36 layers. So this is how you get those flaky layers from all this folding. Next, the dough is cut up and it's time to massage it into the flower-shaped moulds to make the casing. So you push down into the dough down into the mould so there's no okay. air bubbles? On the table. On the table? On the table? Yes. Okay, sure. <laughs> I'm getting too excited. Uh, yeah. <laughs> A degree, 45 degree. 45 pressing. degree, okay. So I use my thumb yeah. to press the dough into yeah. the, all the grooves of the mould. Yeah. Oh, and you should have a beautiful pattern afterwards, but I can't see that on mine. <laughs> so you do the bottom first and then the sides. Yeah, that's so what you I did. do it twice. Oh. And then sides. Yeah. Once again, I don't think Bernice and I are probably cut out for <laughs> pastry making <laughs> or molding in this case. Next up, the custard filling made with, you guessed it, lots of eggs, sugar, and fresh and evaporated milk. The way we are making egg tarts is not the same as how they were made in the 1960s. This is the way they made them in hotels. So now it's time to fill the pastry casings with the egg custard mixture. Now we're going to put it in the oven. For all that hard work, it takes less than 10 minutes to bake in the oven. Egg tarts are out of the oven, and we finally get to try them. Be careful, it's still hot. <laughs> still be hot. Be careful, it's still okay. hot. Okay. It's, uh, happy hour. Happy hour? <laughs> egg, egg tart happy hour. <laughs> I like the sound of that. Mmm. <laughs> oh, they're so nice and warm. Mm. And the pastry's got a little bit of brown it's around amazing. the outside now. It's so flaky. So right. many layers. Shall we go? Okay. Cheers. It has this perfect balance between the flakiness of the pastry and then the custard. The silkiness of the custard is amazing. Mm -hmm. So when you had the egg tarts, you actually had two of them. Yes. 
Oh, there was plenty. There was plenty available. They were so delicious. It's like you could smell them even before they came out of the oven. They were just so sweet and the custard was so gooey. But yeah, it was the first time I've ever had it straight out of the oven. What about well, you? Yeah, definitely. That's my first time, you know, watching the entire process of them making it. I just had a new appreciation for how much work goes into making them. That's why I had two. So yeah, I was, <laughs> I was being polite. I was being very polite. But what about, you know, this is the end of the episode. Is there anything that you learned throughout this period? Well, I didn't know the history of the egg tarts went back way back beyond, uh, you know, King Henry VIII even. Mm. I think for me, that, like, the thing that really struck me is that no matter who we spoke to, whether it was the sh a chef or people just buying egg tarts, the first thing they said about egg tarts was how much, you know, how much they loved them and had grown up with them. Like, it wasn't about just, oh, they taste really great. It was, you know, my parents bought this for me growing up or I ate it at dim sum. Everyone had a personal, like, nostalgic connection to it. So it was a very emotional attachment to these egg tarts then. Yeah, exactly. We grew up eating this um, as like a dessert or like a tea time treat. Well, actually when I was younger, my mom would come back every, I guess literally every day with a box of egg tarts. And we would just all have it for dinner, like after dinner as a dessert <laughs> or even for breakfast. So it's just like, you know, like it's such an easy thing to pick up when you go past a, grocery, uh, go past a bakery store. I like it because it's like, I, I guess I grew up with it. It's traditional. Um, and this place, they're actually selling quite traditional tastes, so mm -hmm. that's why I come here too. Definitely always as a kid at the end of Yam Cha. I grew up in Hong Kong, so I think my family is sometimes you buy this uh, tart for me when I was young, so I, I kind of um, grew up with tarts. Yeah. This episode was edited by Carolyn Wright, and we want to thank Mark Meltonville, Chef Chan Chun Hung, Nadim Shad and Tai Chong Bakery. If you want to ask about a dish or a drink, tweet us at BurnUnitHK or Alkira Ryan Frank. Eat Drink Asia is a monthly podcast, and you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or basically anywhere you listen to your podcasts. Until next time, happy eating! Bye.